0: From America, we're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot Jeremy Harrell. Live from America, we're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot, Jeremy Harrell.
1: Hello, 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 hello. Welcome everybody to part two. Today, the second hour of Live from America, from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire, this amazing, wonderful, conservative little state surrounded by nothing but a sea of liberalism. But we hold our own right here in New Hampshire. Thank you for watching, folks. It is Live from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, a.k.a. the hip-hop patriot, the very first and the original MAGA rapper if you're watching on rumble and youtube then that means that those are pretty much the social media platforms that you can watch on i want to thank you very much there's a lot of people who go right to jeremyherald.com and watch you can also watch on roku and Firestick as well so if you have roku just look up lfa dash tv actually lfa space tv two separate um Set of uh, words there, uh, letters, I should say. LFA TV, and that should bring you right up. And all you gotta do is download the channel, and you can watch it live uh, every day, twice a day. So speaking of that, let's shoot right down to Rumble right now, and let's give some shout-outs. So please let me know your name and where you're from, because sometimes your handle doesn't match your name. Okay, so we've got, uh, let's see, Jackie and Blaine in Minnesota on Rumble are saying hello. Good to see you, Jackie. And uh, who else? Lori from Ohio is watching. Lauren Cole says, I heart LFA. Well, so do I so do i good evening everybody says denise on watching on rumble um let's see here sharon roth becky 80 no worries and uh she's always on so a big shout out to her shout out good afternoon um some i missed that i'm sorry i I appreciate you trying to type in so much but sometimes you miss it debbie cakes from crappy state of massachusetts that's not my words those are Debbie's words. Darlene Horton from Michigan is watching. Jennifer from Virginia is watching. Let me shoot over to YouTube real quick. Patriot Prepper South Mississippi is watching. We've got Elizabeth Chuckleyberries. I hope I say that right, by the way. Good afternoon from Nevada. Uh, busted beak at the, at the vet with my puppy. Oh, no. Well, I hope your puppy's okay. It's never good when you have to go to the vet unless it's just for a checkup. Kevin Wilson, great Michigander from the great state of Michigan. Karen Storm is watching from South Dakota. Lori Lane on in Virginia. And uh, we also have T. Greenwalt watching as well. So ladies and gentlemen, this is the opportunity that you guys have to really get the show out there as many places as you possibly can. Send it out even via text message or email nowadays. All you gotta do is have the link. But the best way is if you're watching on your mobile phone, hit that share button and all of your social media apps should pop right up. Trinette says hello from Texas, EJ from Michigan, and we've got Billy from South Carolina, but you know what, there's somebody else that I want to shout out to, because yesterday was her birthday, and she's been watching Live from America for quite a while, and unfortunately I never see her asking for a shout out because the names go by so quick, okay? So I would like to give a happy birthday, happy belated birthday to Mindy, Messer. I hope I say that right, Mindy. Mindy Messer. And I think because... Of the fact that it's a belated birthday and we missed it, then we should all sing. And I wish we, I wish we had a uh, a Zoom conference call up with everybody who was watching the show, so I could just unmute everybody. I think that's the next evolution for live from America. Have everybody who's watching also attend on a on a Zoom meeting or something where we can have thousands of people and unmute everybody at the same time. So let's go. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mandy. Mindy, excuse me. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. I even got your name wrong. Mindy, I'm sorry for never giving you a shout out, but I hope you have a great birthday, and um, I'm sure it'll be filled with amazing people because you sound awesome. I'd also like to thank Teresa Mills. Teresa Mills. Oh, thank you so much. Look at this. Jesus is my savior. Trump is my president. What a great coffee cup. I don't have a lot of black coffee cups either, so I appreciate that, Teresa, you and your son who watch the show twice a day, five days a week. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Also, sent by Teresa Mills, was this right here. Now, there's a little bit of a, not not a language thing, but uh, you'll see. It's not that bad. See this license plate here? Cover, Republican, Democrat, or just plain old peed off. So thank you very, very much for that. And also, I got two things that were kind of like license plate style stuff today. Um, I'd also like to thank, um, hopefully I say this right, Ann Kiesler. Ann Kiesler sent this, and it says, I saw that, God. (laughs) Isn't that cool? I saw that, God. Guess where I'm going to put this? Right at the bottom of the hallway where all my kids' bedrooms are. So when they come down in the morning, that just sits right there, and they're like, oh, oh. Because, you know what, 90% of the stuff we don't catch. So, you know, we gotta, we, we got to have that there for some insurance. You know what I mean? But uh, Ann Kiesler says, thought of you when I saw this. If you already have it, please pass it on to somebody who would enjoy it. Well, I don't have it, so I definitely will enjoy it. Our lives would not be the same without your daily shows. There is nobody else like you that combines politics with religion. My day starts with you and breakfast. LOL. And the Bible, too, of course, right? Uh, God bless you for all your dedication and to your family for sharing you with us. Well, you know what? I, uh, I thank you for that very much. I, I really like it when people acknowledge my family. And a lot of people have asked me, and I think i got a couple minutes here, so I just want to go through this real quick because I get this a lot. And they say, what's your day like? How many hours a day do you work on this? What's it like doing two shows? What's the, and I have a lot of people reach out to me who want to start their own podcast, start their own show. So they ask what it takes, you know, what, what it takes to do these two shows. Well, let me break it down for you guys. Each show is an hour long, okay? So you got two hours right there. Two hours right there. Because I do all the production myself, and I'm monitoring so many different things here to try to make sure that the podcast is working, that the live broadcast is working on multiple different things and stuff like that, just to set all this up, to get this set up, to make sure that everything is correct, is about an hour each show. Just the setup and stuff like that, so there you're talking four hours of the day between the show and setting up for the show then the after the show there's about forty five minutes worth of work making sure that everything uh, closed out properly, close out the programs properly, upload to different social media, uh, uh, share it to different platforms that you have, make sure the podcast is up so it's about forty five minutes worth of taking things down. so there's another hour and a half so what you're up to about five and a half hours just just for that for two shows, but then there's at least. Four hours of monitoring, four to five hours throughout the day of monitoring, um, researching, vetting, uh, trying to find more out about stories, dig deeper. So there's about four to five hours a day in that and that's just really to do the show. That doesn't include any answering any any emails or or trying to send out any um, uh, merchandise or Bibles or setting up for the Save America Freedom Tour stuff or you know advancing the show or cha- making changes with the website, guys. So I mean, if you really want to get into this, you're talking a good chunk of your life. It's definitely more than I would ever had expected before getting into it. You know what I mean? I don't know if I bit off more than I could chew. But if you want to know, a lot of people are asking, well, how do I start a show? How do I start a podcast? A lot of people want to know. And for me, that's what it takes. That's what it takes. And I'm happy to do it. I'm blessed and honored to be able to do it. So, uh, now I'd like to shift into asking for some prayers. Uh, We have a prayer request for uh, someone named Jamie. I do not have the last name uh, for Jamie, but um, uh, somebody recently hurt her very deeply. Uh, on her birthday, I guess it was January 30th, um, or not January, excuse me, June 30th. Somebody hurt her very deeply. So, uh, somebody uh, who watches the show, Josh Stevens, reached out and asked for prayers for Jamie. So if you guys could please, in your, in your nightly prayers tonight, uh, if, if you're sitting down and you, and and you want to just reach out and pray for somebody, please pray for Jamie and what she's going through. And also folks, prayers for Lake City, Iowa, Lake City, Iowa, I just read an email, um, where somebody was asking me, please, to to highlight Lake City, Iowa. Apparently, it's been devastated by fire and natural disaster, so much so that businesses have had to leave at an alarming rate, and it's really uh, putting some some serious trouble on the small city of Lake City, Iowa. So please pray for Lake City, Iowa as well. And while we're asking for prayers, folks, let's do what we always do and start to show out right with some real prayer, some real dedication, and some devotional. From Jesus Calling, January, July, excuse me, why do I keep saying January? I don't want it to be January. I've just been doing a lot of stuff with January 6th, and it's stuck in my head. July 15th, year of our Lord, 2021, uh, Jesus Calling, the evening version, says this. When you're actually aware of your insufficiency, your insufficiency, meaning We can't do what we think we can do all by ourselves. We need God. We were created to be with God, not apart from God. And when you are apart from God, then you are literally relying on your insufficiency. So it says, when you're actually aware of your insufficiency, rejoice. Rejoice. You have been saved by grace through faith. You are exceedingly blessed because the kingdom of heaven is yours. So, you have the creator of the universe telling you that the kingdom of heaven is yours. You got the key to the castle. To the, to the most incredible kingdom that you could ever imagine. You. You have rights to that. You have the key to that. It's incredible if you think about it. Matthew 5.3 from the New King James Version says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed is the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I know you guys have all heard the famous Bible verse, um, the, uh, the, the beginning of your relationship with God is the beginning of, uh, of wisdom, basically. Fear of the Lord uh, is is the beginning of wisdom. Excuse me. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But to have fear of the Lord, you must be in relationship with the Lord. And it's not the kind of fear that everybody would would talk about. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And this says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then Ephesians 2.8 says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. For it is grace that you have been saved through through faith and this is not from yourself it is the gift of god the free gift of god and before you turn out that light tonight forgo feeling sorry for yourself and instead say i am blessed i am thankful and on my way to glory and also you guys if you want to if you look up these verses afterwards also look up second uh, corinthians 9:15 and psalm 73 24 in the new king james version uh because all of them reference that devotional that was said right there man don't you love these things don't you love reading verses of the day and reading devotionals to really get the spirit where it's supposed to be for us to do this show effectively a lot of people tell me they'll write me and tell me they'll email and tell me look i love your show but i don't come in until about 15 minutes in because that's when you're done reading the bible and i really wish those folks would start from the beginning i really do no i i don't I, I can't make you, and the average person does watch the show forty two minutes which allows which lets me know that a lot of people do skip that first fifteen minutes, but I think it's important that we're here if if not for anything uh, for for being together and for love okay so if, uh let's say the Lord's Prayer at least together, remove your hats if you will, and you know what I know there's a lot of folks out there who watch the show um who are Jewish, who are not uh, believers at all, who are atheists. Uh, who are agnostics. But the funny thing is, it seems that a lot of people tell me, you know what, I'm not a Christian, but I still say the Lord's Prayer with you. I think that's pretty powerful. So let's go ahead and say it together, shall we? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now we are ready to do the show. Because see, all good things work together, folks, for this kind of stuff. And we just... Gave all of our attention to the best stuff that you can give it to. So, if you're watching on Rumble, if you're watching on YouTube, Roku, or anywhere else, it is now time for the first and foremost section of today. We're going to start with this first and foremost section, take a quick break, and then we're going to get into the long explanation of what came out of the Arizona review and the audit today. But, first and foremost... Folks, it begins. And this is another thing that me and so many other people have been talking about for the last two years. And that is government takeover of everything. Remember HIPAA? You know, HIPAA that protects you, protects your health records, protects your health um, history, protects your health uh, present and what you need in the future. You know, HIPAA laws. There's, 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 There's laws in this country, I'm not sure if you're aware, I think you guys are, but there are laws in this country pertaining to your personal privacy of your own health. And there's many, many laws, but the most popular law in the government, uh, in our society, I should say, is HIPAA. And And it's supposed to protect so much of your health privacy from everybody else, including the worst people that could have... Um, access to it so freely, which is the federal government. Remember what Ronald Reagan said, the worst things that you can ever hear from a federal government employee is, hi, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And what's happening right now with the Nazi brown shirts from the Biden regime in the streets right now? Hi, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Meanwhile, HIPAA is supposed to protect your health record privacy, right? Well, folks, We talked about the other day. I showed you the forms right on the show that these brown shirt, brainwashed youngsters are getting sent out with. And part of that form is to report back who is and who is not vaccinated. Now, when I showed that form, that form isn't going to be an official directory. They already have that. That form is just going to add to the official directory of what they have, of who has and who has not been vaccinated. And I've seen a lot of comments in the thread, which I agreed to as well, was what about HIPAA? What about the privacy of our medical records? And you would think that the federal government should not know who specifically has or has not been vaccinated. But that's not the case, folks. And it is proven now by a Colorado resident who decided that he was going to take his story to the Gateway Pundit, which is exactly what he did. He took the story to the Gateway Pundit. He um, had audio and he had himself recorded talking uh, to, uh, it was a phone call that was sent to him and also stuff through the mail. But he got a phone call from the Colorado Health Department as they were reaching out what they said, they have a new reach out program to those who have not been vaccinated in order to pressure them to do so. Now that was his words, pressure them to do so. but their words were to inform you and to make you the, the, the uh, to make you well aware of the truth since there's so much misinformation going around. But guess who they're not calling the vaccinated. So if they're not calling the vaccinated, which of course they wouldn't if you're already vaccinated and their plan is to vaccinate, and they're calling, Literally calling the homes of people saying, "Um, My records show that you've not had the vaccine yet. Is there a reason why you haven't had the vaccine? That's what happened to this man in Colorado. So you tell me, how did the Colorado Health Department know whether or not this guy was vaccinated? Now, this isn't anything new. We knew they were going to do this. But where is HIPAA? Is HIPAA still valid? Is HIPAA still valid? Because if it is, that is a major violation of HIPAA right there for the government, for the federal and state government to be able to be keeping tabs on who has and who has not been vaccinated. Do you want to know why? Because sooner or later, those who have not been vaccinated and who have decided that they don't want to will then be on some kind of list for anybody if they wanted to go even more rogue than this fake regime has already gone so far and start putting together FEMA camps for those who refuse vaccination as a public health problem or a public health danger. That is why you should not have access to our medical records especially when the CDC is a division of this massively intrusive big government that we have right now, and they are a political arm of a party. They can do anything they want. They have zero limitations, folks. Oh, wow. So the mere fact that this guy is getting called as a part of an outreach program to people who have not been vaccinated, is proof enough that, yes, our medical records are free for everybody in the federal government to have access to. And they're going to use them against us. And that is the first and foremost section of today. All I want to do is make you aware of what's going on out there. And this was a story that I don't know why mainstream media isn't. Well, I do know. I do know why mainstream media isn't covering it. But I'm going to cover it so that you know about it, so that you can take the necessary steps that you need to take in order to, you know, fix this. So like I said, we're going to take a quick break after the first and foremost section every day. We're going to highlight some great American businesses and then we're going to come right back with more Live from America. So don't go nowhere. Grab some more coffee. And now, folks, I want to show you a deal that was just sent to me today. Of course, you guys know about my partnership with Mike Lindell. It actually helps fund the show because everything that you guys buy, this show gets a portion of. But check this out. This was sent to me today. The new six-piece towel set is only $39.99 if you use LFA. If you use the LFA promo code, it's $39.99. This exact um, group of towels is normally $109. So if you use the promo code, you get like 60 bucks off, 60, 70 dollars off of the towels. I don't have the towels yet. So I'm going to order the towels myself because I do not have those towels yet and they look super, super comfortable. So $39.99 if you're looking for any kind of early Christmas gifts and stuff like that, make sure you use the promo code LFA because it helps this show. Now, I know Bannon has his promo code and everybody that, you know, David Harris Jr., everybody that that Mike Lindell's working with, um, and it really all it does is whatever promo code you use, it just gives those folks back a little bit of the money um, that's spent there. So Whoever you want to support, you want to support War Room, you want to support David Harris Jr., you want to support Candace Owens, any of any of these strong conservatives, uh, you're free to. But put in my promo code, it helps, <laughs> helps me. So, and we're back live from America. You know what it's great about? Uh, it's great about commercial breaks is the fact that um, I'm not also doing digital TV and being on Real America's Voice. News soon as I actually monitor social media, which other hosts of shows don't do. So when you monitor social media, you get to see some great comments, you get to see some wonderful opinions, very different opinions, which I like, Um, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So anyway, we got to take a deep breath for this one because I'm going to break down everything about the Arizona election audit review and update in case you didn't watch it. I, I had so many errands in between shows. I had them on two different phones. I was going into the bathroom with the phone. I was making lunch with the phone. Everywhere I went, the phone. I went home for lunch. The kids are all, yeah, you know, having fun. It's a hot summer day. I'm like, shh, 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 this is important. This is important. This is important. So I listened to and watched the entire thing, and there's a lot to break down. But first of all, I want to give the Arizona State Senate and cyber ninjas and these amazing patriots who basically, um, drop the mic. On all of those naysayers about how they might be compromising the machines and the ballots because they dropped the mic on them, telling them, No, 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 no. We had everything on camera and we have screenshots of everything and we have data prints of everything. Every way that those machines came to us, we made sure that we duplicated and screenshot everything so that you know that nothing nefarious was happening. It was awesome. But the entire way, the entire process in which this Arizona State Senate and Cyber Ninjas and everybody that's working together on this, even volunteers, the way they've conducted themselves, the way they've laid down these amazing procedures and set the bar, they get the Smarty Award of the day on Live from America. So, boom, and I can't think of a more deserving group of people to get the Smarty Award. So, mm-mm, slurp your coffee because here we go. Where's my phone here? I got, I got them on two different things here. So I want to re- I want to make sure that I've got the right things pulled up to read to you. Okay. So the best thing that, that I did was I, um, I pulled, um, as much information as I could out of it. Okay. And as I'm pulling information out of it and writing it down, you've got people like Javon Hutt and Pulitzer doing the same exact thing because they used some of his methods, in this audit and we knew they were going to so you got him pulling information and you got him putting it up on these big red uh boxes check this out see those and basically in every box it says guilty and it's another it's another way that that, that we found um, massive fraud that was going on so he's got guilty in every one of them so i figured i would read some of my notes and his notes as well um, so if you have not seen it let me bring you up to speed as quick as i possibly can with all the fraud that we found. And even though the, I'm going to lay all this out, his and mine, there was still more. We're going to play a couple videos of it and everything. But first of all, let's get right to it. Thousands of duplicate ballots without serial numbers in the ballot box. Thousands of duplicate ballots without serial numbers. If you don't have the serial numbers, if you don't have another serial number to match them to, then that vote does not count. Period. There's guilt right there. Here's the second one. The public server was breached on election day and the day before the election. It had unauthorized access. And for them to find out who accessed it, where that access came from, and how long they were in there, they still need routers and other stuff that the Maricopa Board of Supervisors has not turned over. Don't think that this Maricopa Board of Supervisors is a Maricopa County Board of Supervisors are stupid. They're smart. Okay, you don't think if you're going to run, if you're going to help run one of the biggest scams, if not the biggest scam in world history, that not only do you have the procedures in place to do it, but also to um, to erase the, try to erase the trail of it? Of course you're going to. Of course you're going to. But the public server was breached. So. If we know 100% sure that the public server was breached the day before and on election day, that goes to tell you that the machines were hooked up to the internet. And the way this guy described it was it was a two-way portal. There was a back end that was open to the server, and there was a front end that was opened to the public. So that tells you everything you need to know right now that when all of these, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and all of these left-wing crazies came flying down on the audit from everywhere. You had lawyers, you had criminal defense attorneys, you even had the broke Department of Justice under o- uh, under o- Biden, under Biden uh, threaten this all because they're saying there is no way these could have been attached to the internet. Well, they were. Because we now know through forensic audit... That the public server was breached. Okay, there's a lot more. Security logs erased. Splunk access not provided. Security logs erased. That doesn't mean they just, oh, we can't find them. No, that means that they have evidence that they were manually erased. Manually erased. Um, Based on the system forensics. There's no way the county can certify the election to be safe. You want to know why they can't certify the election to be safe? Because the passwords on these machines and the servers and the processors, because they all work under the same thing. Once you're in the admin level, you have access to all of them. They they all work together. If you have admin access. Well, ladies and gentlemen, admin access... The username, the password, and the antivirus and the security built for these things has not been updated or changed since they were put in in 2019. And I can tell you this right now, working in an IT company the way, I, in the capacity that I did before doing this for a full-time job, I can tell you right now that the federal government will not work with any private business who does not have records that show that their servers, if the, if the federal government is working with, let's say, a, um, a manufacturing company to manufacture whatever, okay, the federal government has massive guidelines. And I know this because I worked in this field, and i 've seen it a thousand times. The federal government has massive guidelines, and one of those security guidelines is not only um, you have to ha- you have to constantly be changing uh, your, your your vpn ac- your VPN security access you have to constantly be pain- changing passwords of servers, you have to show massive amounts of security for the federal government to even do business with you. Now, I can tell you one thing for sure right now. I had clients that were that worked with the, me, the federal government, and the amount of, in, uh, uh, of intrusion that the federal government wants to their, the access that they want to these people's entire uh, digital infrastructure is absolutely nuts. And I can also tell you that if any of these businesses that work with the federal government had not updated anything since 2019, the federal government would not work with them. But yet, it's okay in within the federal and state government for them to not comply by these rules especially with the federal government being hacked and, and and ransomware being um uh you know you know constantly every week it seems like there's another agency that's being hacked and some kind of ransomware put on that and and and, and their information being held hostage so we live in this era and the federal government isn't even going to update their stuff Internally, on their own? No, they didn't do it on purpose. They didn't do it on purpose so they could have access. Think about it. These machines went in in 2019. President Trump was still president. And you had Nancy Pelosi out there talking about arrows and quivers and all this other kind of crap. They did it on purpose. It's the only only explanation coming from somebody who worked with it with the federal government okay hold on there's more maricopa was supposed to use vote vote secure paper that could not bleed through and remember when maricopa county board of supervisors and katie hobbs and many other secretary of states and in different in swing states all said there, the, remember the ink gate the pen gate or whatever it was Sharpie gate? When right after the election. There's no way that can be possible. There's no way that can be possible. Why? Because they're mandated to print these ballots on a specific, specific kind of paper so that it doesn't bleed through. Well, that didn't happen. We know for sure that there was, uh, let's see, 168,000 on-demand printed that night. This is, coming from, this is coming from the audit guys. And they said there's, that's, a, that's a minimum, by the way. 168,000 is a minimum of offset on-demand ballots printed that night on super thin paper. Why? That's illegal because even by their own state statute in Arizona, it has to be a very specific kind of paper. Wasn't used. And they were printed on demand. 168,000 of them on voter night. Think about that, folks. Got more. 11,326 votes. These votes were not on their voter rolls as of November 7th. What am I saying? I'm saying that almost 11,500 votes were not on the voter rolls at least of no, by no, of November 7th. But then December came, came around and they looked at the voter rolls again. And these 11,326 326 people were then on the voting rolls. How did they magically appear? How did 11,500 voters just magically appear on the voting rolls? Unless 11,326 people came after the election to register to vote. But again... All of the, there's only, there's pieces now, there's just little pieces in order for them to bring all this stuff together and say, okay, well, we, we we searched every possible reason why this happened, and Maricopa County and Dominion are just withholding little bits of information that would bring it all together and show it, and they'll get it, they'll get it, but oh wait, there's more, I just need a sip of coffee. They'll get it, Okay. Um, Over 74,000 votes, more mail-in ballots were received and counted than were mailed out. What, what, what? Almost 75,000 votes? There's more, there's more, there's 75,000 more ballots that were counted, mail-in ballots, than were sent out. In order for you to have a mail-in ballot, it has to have been sent out from the 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 election officials from the county, from the state, wherever there's coming from. They got to come out to you. So when you put them in, there's a match. But they found seventy-five thousand that were never sent out. So how did they come in? There's a, that, that's one of your biggest tells right there. That's one of your biggest uh, evidences of fraud right there. We didn't send these out. So how did they come in? That would be like you coming up to me and saying, Hey, here's that hundred bucks of yours. And I said, I never said, I never lent you a hundred bucks. Well, yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Here it is. See you later. I didn't lend that hundred. I didn't give that hundred bucks out, but a hundred bucks came back doesn't make any sense. 3,981 votes were registered to vote in violation and Arizona Supreme Court ruling issued prior to the election. What does that mean? Okay, well, that means that 4,000 voters registered to vote after the deadline. So the deadline, I believe, was October 15th, set by the Arizona Supreme Court. That was a ruling by the Arizona Supreme Court. Nobody could register after, I think it was October 15th, and somebody will let me know on social media if I'm wrong. Okay? But almost 4,000 people did register way after October 15th, making that illegal. Those I'm not illegal, but those votes don't count, and if you count those votes... It is illegal, and it's definitely violating the Supreme Court in Arizona. Uh, hold on, there's more here. I just want to make sure that I touched on everything. Maybe I didn't. Long story short, folks. Long story short, you can go to our. Uh, you can go to Real America's Voice on Rumble, or you can go to RSBN. Um, Right side news, uh, right side broadcasting. You can go to there, and either way, you can you can watch it in in, in its entirety. But I'm going to play um, a video right now, sh- talking about one of the things that I was talking about the seventy five thousand votes. I believe this video is probably have a commercial, but yeah, there you go. Well,
0: time is a ticking. I'm probably going to need this to go box. Yeah yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Why do you need to look at the um, routers and the router data the Splunk logs that they have that they originally told us they were going to give us and now they have you know they they're not going to provide that or they're saying they won't provide that what's the significance why do we need to look at that? Well, it's critically important to, to uh, substantiate some findings that we are seeing um, through the uh, keyword searching in the process i already mentioned um, there are a number of things that we know, as a matter of fact, have occurred that we need to further take that information and validate that information. So, for example, we know uh, through public record, public statements, um, that uh, an element of the election system was actually compromised or breached during the course of the November 2020 election. Um it is a matter of public statement by Maricopa County as well as um, legal action and law enforcement action um, surrounding that particular incident. Um, the, the registration server that was public facing um, did have unauthorized access to that. In, in, in uh, cybersecurity terms, it was breached we we know that uh, the county has accepted that as an unauthorized breach because they actually issued a letter to a small subset of the voters who were affected by that breach and they issued that in january of 2021 in that letter they did acknowledge that there was unauthorized access in november uh, to that to that server okay so that's that's one item. Um, the second item is it has become readily apparent in the course of our analysis that there are severe cybersecurity problems with the way the election management system and network was maintained. Okay. For you example, s- yeah, if you get yeah, for example, like um, if you walk into an average home computer, you will find that the antivirus definitions that protect that system from malware have been updated within the last week. You will find that there have been system security patches uh, sent by Microsoft or by Apple, typically within the last week. Microsoft does it weekly. Um, And you would find that that system is patched and the antivirus definitions are up to date. Sadly, that is not the case for any of the endpoints that we have looked at inside of the Maricopa County uh, Election Management System. The last time that the antivirus was updated on these systems was the date that the Dominion software was
1: installed on the systems. So there you go, folks. And, and and what I liked about what he said right there, too, was um, that they've already admitted. They've already admitted that they knew there was a breach, so they can't go back now and say there wasn't a breach, because they already sent out the information to voters saying there was a breach. So if they sent out the, voter in, the, the information to the voters saying there was a breach, and there was a breach, and they acknowledged that there was a breach, then they automatically... It's not too hard to figure out, have to acknowledge and admit that they were hooked up to the internet illegally, which should make that entire voting night awash. Just that alone. Because they're not supposed to be hooked up to the internet, especially when they have not been updated and their security has not been updated in over two years. They, I mean, they, they literally, I, I'm telling you, they're crazy, crazy people to think that we wouldn't figure this out. But they, you know what it is? They were just like they were so... Um, pompous to think that Hillary Clinton was just going to automatically beat Donald Trump they're, the, they, they, they're, the, they're doing the same exact thing right now they're so arrogant that they didn't think that we would take it this far they never would have thought that we would take it this far to do this and folks, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Wait until they get into wait till they get into states that Donald Trump already won. So you see how much he actually won by. The problem here still lies that Maricopa County is withholding tons of subpoenaed material, and Dominion is still holding the fobs that would allow these guys access to certain admin uh, portals that they need. And what do I mean by fobs? Well, folks, check this out. Um, you have You have uh, multiple um, security steps nowadays. When you get into most, like you get into your bank, you have a two two verification authentication, right? You have to make sure that you verify who you are twice, okay? Well, the same thing goes down with these Dominion machines. Even if you have passwords, which they were able to recover because Dominion wouldn't give over the passwords, Dominion still has the FOB. It's it's, it's like a two-verification system. You need to be able to authenticate with two different things at one time, the password and the FOBs. And Dominion, why does Dominion have the FOBs? Why is Dominion the ones that have the access to state property, to the we, the people in our state? That is our property. But, of course, Dominion has the one and only key that will allow anybody in. They wouldn't even give them the uh, the, the passwords. They had to recover them on their own. So, folks, buckle up. It's going to get crazy. It's going to get even crazier in Georgia and Pennsylvania. And with those three states right there, it's a wash. We need to take it step by step, though. Show the proof. Get the proof first. Show and expose the proof. Put pressure on the legislatures to decertify... And then when they decertify, if there wasn't enough votes for either person, then they go back to the states. And guess what? Papa Trump is coming home. So there's a lot of stuff to still happen. There's a lot of avenues to still go down. But folks, it's going to get bumpy. It's going to get bumpy. So, whew, got a lot more to go through, but that in a nutshell is what happened out of the Arizona review and audit today. Again, I Suggest you definitely go watch it for yourself. I posted it on my Telegram under Real America's Voice uh, um, uh, on their Rumble page, and you can check it out there. And if you uh, don't have that, then you can go watch it on Right Side Broadcasting because they're my buddies too. So we'll be right back with more live from America right after this quick message. Ah, uh, come on. Hey, War Room Posse. Real America's voice
0: in the war room's voice just got louder. Look, we're rolling out throughout the country because of this grassroots movement and support that you give us. The fight against the corporate interests, the extreme left, the woke media, the woke corporations, Wall Street is only going to get tougher and more meaningful. You now can see us on your local TV stations. Check out locally where you can get Real America's voice in the war room. Check it out. Real America's voice in the war room coming to a TV station near you lean into freedom, and join Real America's Voice as we come to a broadcast station near you. Thank you to each new affiliate station across our great country for joining our powerful grassroots campaign. America has found its voice. Download the Real America's Voice app and join other Americans just like you across the country coming together for real change.
1: Welcome back. We got a lot to get through, and I just want to thank all of you, and I want to thank Real America's Voice, too. I want to thank Mike Lindell, my pillow. I want to thank all of you guys for putting your amazing businesses on the Harrell, um, com website. And 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 I just talked to my web guy. He just put the hats, the new Life from America, and the JeremyHarrell.com hats up today, and he's going to be working on submitting, I think, 40 more Businesses that have been submitting, kind of just sitting there idly waiting for the last couple weeks, and he apologized. He wanted me to tell you that he apologizes for that. He's just been super busy. He works. He works for that uh, company that I used to work for that I was just talking about. So he'll get to it. And I just want to thank you guys all for everything that you guys have have uh, have helped me accomplish. Okay. President Trump met with Kevin McCoward McCarthy today at his Bedminster, New Jersey property. What could they have been meeting about? That's my question. What? In the world, could President Trump be meeting with with Kevin McCoward McCarthy for today, and at at President's Trump's New Jersey's um, New Jersey's property? Well, let me tell you something. A lot's changed since President Trump met with Kevin McCoward McCarthy last time. A lot has changed. Okay. <laughs> Sheila Serino said, did he put in the cats? Yes. Yeah, so earlier I posted a post showing all these new hats and I said, there's new cats on, <laughs> on my online store and everybody's like, cats? And they were half expecting to see cats. I didn't I didn't catch that until way later. And I'm like, why is there, who's talking, why does anybody want to buy a cat from me? Anyway, so a lot's changed since the last time that President Trump and Kevin McCoward has had a conversation. Like, I don't know, CPAC? Like, I don't know, that straw poll? that put President Trump at a 98% approval rating and a 76% of Republicans want him to run again, basically crushing everybody. The only person that came in second was Ron DeSantis, and it was 26%. Uh, Mike Pence um, came in at zero, and Nikki Haley came in at 1%, just over 1%. So you got to ask yourself, what would they be having a conversation about? Well, I can tell you how I think it went. It probably went a little something like this. Uh... Come on in. Kevin McCoward comes on in, tail between his legs, sits down. What can I do for you, Papa Trump? I don't know if you've seen that straw poll, but apparently I am the leader of the Republican Party. So (laughs) stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Because nobody cares what you have to say Kevin you are irrelevant and I would hope that when President Trump met with him he was basically either doing one of two things Uh, fall in line right now stop being such a coward get these political patriots out of prison in Washington DC start standing up for the border wall start standing up for Republicans start standing up for these fraudulent votes that are starting to be found right now And if you don't, I will do exactly what everybody's been wanting me to do. I will take your job. And how could President Trump take Kevin McCoward's job? Well, folks, you don't need to be voted into the House of Representatives to be the Speaker of the House. See what I'm saying? You don't need that. So if Kevin McCoward wants to be the Speaker of the House, which I don't think he's going to be anyway, but if let's just, let's just go in a hypothetical situation here. We go back, we take back everything in 2022, okay? Let's just say President Trump doesn't get any kind of judgment where he would be put back in the White House, but we take over the Senate and the House in 2022 because they're not allowed to steal swing states because it won't work anymore. Let's say that's the scenario. Well, then Kevin McCoward would become the Speaker of the House, only if Donald Trump allows it. Donald Trump is such a star power boss when it comes to the Republican party that not a single person dares to go against him after you've seen the demise and the fall of warmongering um Teletubby Liz Cheney. <laughs> I've never called her a Teletubby before. It just, it was the first thing that I thought of when when I thought of Liz Cheney. I thought of a Teletubby. So, uh, was she the yellow one? Is there a yellow Teletubby? I think there was. So, anyway. (laughs) Yellow Teletubby. And yellow would be a good color for her because she's gutless and is a coward. So, yellow yellow Teletubby. uh, (laughs) Liz Cheney. (laughs) um, You see what happened to her when she tried to fight and go against President Trump. So all President Trump has to do is say, um, if you want your little cushy job and you want to be Speaker of the House, you better fall in line right now. Fall in line. It's the greatest light. It's the straightest light the world has ever seen, probably because I built it. I built this straight line with my own two hands. So follow it now. Or lose your job. It's up to you. You fire. You want to be fired? fired. I can fire you like that. I can just fire you like that. I can. I can imagine it went something like that. Because what other reason would they be meeting for? They're not meeting to strategize about the RNC. They're not meeting to strategize about how uh, about anything other than Make America Great Again and America First. Focus on this election fraud right now. That's the only reason President Trump would be meeting with him. But let's hope it was to threaten about threaten him about his job as well. I don't know. Let me know in the comments. Why do you think, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're watching on Rumble, because you know we're on social media, so you can comment, why do you think President Trump met with Kevin McCoward today? And do you think it went well for Mr. McCoward? Yeah, hello Teletubby. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Anyway, folks, pretend to be press secretary, Psycho Jen Saki let it out of the bag today um, that the government is actually controlling Facebook. Yeah, the government is doing things for Facebook now. And I would say that the hindsight being 20, I bet the government has always controlled and ran Facebook. I'll bet you that's always happened. But anyway, while she said that, and I'll play a little clip of her, Ugh, I know you don't want to hear it, but while she said that, she also said that there's about 12 people pushing 65% of the misinformation on Facebook, and Facebook-owned companies, so that's got to be Instagram as well. So there's only 12 people, pretend to be press secretary, circle back, sacky. there's only 12 so you mean to tell me that um, uh, you, you guys, the ones with the nukes and the F-15s, you're so powerful and you're so strong and that's what it would take for you, for, for the United States to take you down, but you're afraid of 12 people? We know that there's approximately 12 people um, on Facebook right now that are pushing 65% of the misinformation. Actually, there was probably 13 that was pushing about 75%, but then they banned me for life. So, <laughs> you know what? Oh, buddy... Thank you, Rival Designs, for making me that button. It's the greatest button ever. Um, but it, getting booted from Facebook was the was the greatest thing that ever happened. But she says twelve people are pushing sixty percent, sixty five percent of the misinformation, and she said Facebook needs to ban them. So of course she's going to get on air today uh, at one of her. Oh, don't you guys miss Kaylee McEnany? Man, don't you miss her press conferences on the ball, so organized. Had something to say for everybody, not the ums and the ahs and the, I don't know, and circle back with you. But here is pretend-to-be press secretary Jen Sackey talking about basically running Facebook. Here you go.
0: Uh, This is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government... Uh, We've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So we're helping get trusted content. Are (laughs) you? Uh, This is a big issue of misinformation. All right, we've had enough of that.
1: Pretend to be press secretary. Somebody said 12 people, question mark, question mark. And then somebody else on Rumble said 12 people voted for Biden. (laughs) 12 people voted for Biden. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Man, you know what I love about this show is we can take bad situations like this right here, which we know what, what behind you know the the rhetoric is one thing the action behind it is dangerous but we can find a way to fight it and laugh about it that is what i love about this show you guys are incredible so 12 people so you guys better watch out cuz 12 people woo-hoo-hoo-hoo, 12 people are going to take them down you know those insurrectionists oh wow well anyway let's get back to i want to talk about that what she said real quick the misinformation what misinformation could she be referring to? Because at one point saying that COVID was deadly outside and that you had to be locked inside and you could not go outside because COVID would spread to everybody and kill you. At one time, that was the CDC guideline. But if you were to say that today, that would be misinformation. So if I was on Facebook right now and I put out a post that said, don't go outside, guys. COVID's going to kill you. You can't do that even if you're vaccinated. You can't go outside no more. I would get flagged by the AP or some other third party loser fact checker site and say, that's not true. And I'd get a little CDC guideline disclaimer on the bottom of it right there because that would be misinformation. But where did I get that information to begin with? Oh, the ever-changing science, which is Tony the rat Fauci and the CDC. So if I would have taken the CDC's guidelines not even a full year ago and put them today, that would be misinformation. So, really, what misinformation are you talking about? Because it seems like every time we're fact-checked, a few months later, we're vindicated. Do we get any kind of reimbursement for that? Do we get any kind of acknowledgement for that or a pat on the back? or I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. There are no refunds when you're dealing with the federal government under a Democrat rule, ladies and gentlemen uh Ohio. We're gonna jump to Ohio real quick. Ohio, you guys got a rhino governor there by the game of, by the name of Governor Dewine, right? That's his name. Let me let me make sure I'm saying his name right. Governor Mike Dewine, right? Um, well, he did something good, so we want to acknowledge that. But I think it's a little too late for Governor DeWine to do good. However, a lot of good could come from what Governor DeWine did in Ohio, if you catch my drift. So Governor DeWine did something which every single Republican governor should do right now, and he has banned um, mandating vaccines to children to go back to school in the state of Ohio. So, big shout-out to all... to That's a big win for the people of Ohio. Regardless of the rhino that he is, that is a big win for the people of Ohio. That is a big win for the students, the children, and the future of Ohio. You cannot mandate those children to be masked in order for them to come back to school. Great job, Governor Mike DeWine, but is it a little bit too late, uh, too late for you to try to save face now? And I think it is. I think it's a little too late because the people of Ohio are talking very much about Hopefully, I say this name right as well because I think I think uh, he's a farmer, Joe Blyce, Blystone. So, anybody who's watching, um, who's watching from the state of Ohio right now, please let me know if I said that name right, Joe Blystone. Because it sounds like to me that people of Ohio want this person to run for governor and win. Overwhelmingly, when people from Ohio reach out to me to talk about their situations, this is the person that they're talking about, Blystone. And they do not like their Governor DeWine. Although, what Governor DeWine did was pretty incredible because now other red states need to follow suit. Other red states need to follow suit. And remember what I told you guys. Over 1 million children have been taken out of public school since the pandemic started in America alone. Do you want to know what that translates to to money? Well, I can give you a little bit of an idea of what that translates to. Because there's this one state that lost 30,000 children out of school. Okay? They lost 30,000 children out of public school. Do you know what 30,000 people children leaving public school does to the budget? Takes 15 million dollars off of it. 15 million dollars for 30,000 kids. So the fed- so the so the public schools and the teachers unions are getting far less money than they're used to getting. You want to know how you change the minds of these schools? You want to know how you change the minds of these liberal school boards and these liberal teachers unions? You'll remove your kid out of there. Make a statement. Talk to your child and say, look, this is something needed. I know you don't want to do this, but we're going to try something else. And guess what, folks? You know that money that Biden's sending you? Take that money and use that money to pay for your kid's tuition. That's what we're doing. Okay? We just got a letter in the mail saying you guys are getting $1,050 a month for your because we have so many kids. We're getting $1,050 a month starting today. So I talked to my wife last night. I said, how much is it to send our kids to school for the year? It's 6500 bucks, Exactly. That's exactly what our bill is to the school. Isn't it ironic that what we're getting over the course from now until December is $6,500? So we're going to take that $6,500 and we're going to put it towards our children's education in Christian school. Now, you guys could do that same thing if you guys can afford to do that with the money that's coming in, but also you're at a perfect prime time right now to go get a bunch of grants. You can get state grants, you can get county grants, local grants, federal grants for your child to get out of public school and go somewhere. So the more we take them out, the more money they lose, the more they're going to cry and change their ways. It's the only way we beat them. It's the only way we beat them. Tammy believes. Tammy agrees with me on um, on uh, Rumble, and and it looks like Blystone is the is the favorite for Ohio. Christian Farmer, please support him. So check him out. Maybe you guys can donate to his campaign. But if the federal government's going to shove money down your throat, then why not use that same money to, to bankrupt what they want, which is indoctrination of your children? Makes sense. All right, folks, the top brass in the military. We're going to go ahead and give the dumb dumb award of the day. This is the first dum dum Don't worry, we got a couple. We got one more to give away. But this is going to uh, this is going to go to General Milley of um, the, the Army. But not only General Milley, Milly, his other top generals in the Pentagon as well. <laughs> General Milley, we all know that he's uh, the woke general of the army, right? Loves critical race theory, loves all this division that's going on in this country. But now we know that General Milley actually hated President Trump. And what do I mean by hated President Trump? Oh, he hated President Trump. As a matter of fact, him and other generals hated President Trump so much that they decided to tell us exactly how much they hated him in General Milley's new Book that he's got coming out. So let's go ahead and put this on the screen right here. Let's read a little bit of this, shall we? Now, I know Bannon was talking about this on his show this morning, but if you haven't heard it, I think you need to, okay? This is what General Milley says in his new book that's coming out. I never threatened or spoke about to anyone a coup of our government, Trump said in a statement, emailed to reporters that repeated his claims, okay? But check this out. General Milley says that he was afraid, him and other generals were afraid that President Trump was, going, was trying to cause a coup, and then called all Trump supporters Nazis, by the way, and, and called us brown shirts, even though the brown shirts are exactly what's happening right now with the Biden administration. But I want to get to the point where he's talking about the guns. Let me try to find that real quick. Give me a second here. Where he's talking about you would need the military to win... Here it goes, right here. This is what he says in his book. This is what I was looking for. They may try, but they're not going to F word succeed, the book claims that Milley told his deputies while discussing a possibility of a coup. You can't do this without the military, he says. You can't do this without the CIA and the FBI. We're the guys with the guns. We're the guys with the guns. So when you hear Biden talking about you'd need F 15s and nukes to come fight us, and then you hear the top brass in the military talking, saying that all Trump supporters are Nazis, um, saying that, um, President Trump, uh, praises and, and uses the words of his Fuhrer, this is what General Milley said. And he and other top generals in the in the military all um, thought that President Trump was going to, to nuke somebody just days before he left the office, start a major war, and then um, attempt a coup to take over the the, uh, the American federal government. This is what these guys thought. And then goes on to say, we're the guys with the guns. You would need the military, the CIA, and the FBI basically saying that we wouldn't ride with the people of this country. That is how woke that is how dangerous and that is how far gone the top brass of our military are in the Pentagon. They should be ashamed of themselves. They are not for the people. Now, the military as a whole, I guarantee you, are for the people. But for the top brass and the people that you would want to, you know, put your hand over your heart and honor them so much for what they've done, they're all woke left-wing globalist scumbags. And I can't wait until the day "You're fired" is said to them by President Donald J. Trump. I can't stand that guy. Oh, I can't stand that guy. Hold on. Okay. Now, I want to end the show with something really funny. Okay? Are you guys ready for this? You know you're winning, ladies and gentlemen, when you've got CNN talk show hosts fighting and arguing with each other about the bad job that Biden is doing when it comes to crime in the United States. You know we're winning. So we got a day full of winning, so let's end it with some more winning. This is Chris Cuomo. <laughs> this is Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon fighting over what they perceive to be crime rise in the United States under the Biden regime. You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh so hard. Watch this. Don Lemon and
0: Chris Cuomo, watch this. I think that and I don't think that crime is necessarily just a Democratic uh, problem in this country. I think it's an American problem uh, in this country. It happens in cities all over, and not just cities run by Democrats. But it is a narrative that the right will try to spin uh, and, Biden's most rating likely, on crime? and most likely will will work in their favor. So What's I'm Biden's sure. rating on crime? Yeah, I, 38%. Well, yes. But when did, when did it happen? Why is it 38%? I don't know what was what was Trump's. Why is it 38 percent? Yeah, but is it real? He's gone. Yeah, but is it real? We'll see. Is it real? Crime is at an historic low. It is creeping back up. Let's remember. Not homicides and shootings in major cities. It is creeping back up, and that is not good. But it's still at an all-time low, and it's not to the point where it depends on the category. Shootings in New York State and in New York City specifically. From 2019 2019 and 2020. Huge. But not but not from historic highs (laughs) of the 80s and 90s. Doesn't matter. Yeah. How do people feel when they walk on the street? how do they feel that part kids? is true but that's As how politics. you feel and perception is I, reality I think that's right yep. I, I can't right about that. no 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 time. you're you talking, know, about, you're talking about perception I'm talking to you about actual numbers crime is crime a election. crime and <laughs> will you listen to me crime <laughs> is down historically it is up from 2019 and 2020 and I do agree with you. One
1: is the actual First of thing. all, how stupid Chris Cuomo is destroying Don Lemon here. Don Lemon keeps going, Yes, historically historically, crime is at an all time low. And he and Chris Cuomo's like, No, it's not. It was an all time low under Trump. It's now rising. And he goes, Yeah, it's only up from twenty from twenty nineteen until now and he said, Yeah, under Biden. He goes, Yeah, but 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 it's a, but historically it's at an all time low and Chris Cuomo's like, No, it's not. This is what they're arguing over. Dumb and dumber.
0: And the other one is that perception, yes, is reality, but it th- does not mean that crime is at an all-time high. That is certainly It doesn't have to be true. at an all-time high. It has to be surging, I, and you have to I be understand. a problem for it. You're, you're not listening to me. Okay, uh, uh, a, which, which one is, is there? That's a great point. What you no, it is. Right? I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you what facts are. What are the facts? Crime is down historically. Crime is, but up. is up. But it is up. from 2019 to 2020. Matters. It's up. Okay, from that. We're but it's still now. down historically. I get it. It's not a history lesson. What is is. We're right now. you're watching. It's up. You're not, you're not listening to me. <laughs> I am listening to it. Exactly you're not making sense. You're Whoa. telling me about perception and I'm telling you about reality. You just said it's up in 2019, <laughs> up in up 2019 19, and I'm in okay, 2020. You're in 2019. I'm 2020. No, no, no. We're talking about two different things. I'm not saying that it's. Listen, crime is down historically but from 2019 and 2020 so that it's not down years years historically that is not a historic high Those I never said highs. it was an historic but you say yes you did, but you're saying, yes, you did. <laughs> I said there are <laughs> two <up>. and shootings and, <laughs> and shootings are up in major cities and it has peaked <laughs> not, <laughs> not just the major cities, the <laughs> major cities in major cities and a lot <laughs> good it's <laughs> another good fact for me bad for you <laughs> 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 anyway, this, go. like of course you do you got a little something here from this one no you got oh oh Two lovers, Cuomo and Lemon.
1: He goes, you got a little something here because I... Pow, pow, listen. La, 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 la. I can't hear you. I'm not listening. No, I'm not listening. No, I'm not listening. That was nice, wasn't it? I'm sorry to put you through that, but you had to watch that. And, and by the way, if, you, if you're picking sides, Chris Cuomo actually destroyed Don Lemon there. So... <laughs> Not a good look for old Dottie boy. Oh, what a couple of dummies. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. Thank you so very much for giving me your second hour, part two of the day. Remember, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Go check out the new hats for sale right now on Jeremy Harrell. Com and a portion of everything you buy on that t- website this month will go to providing ProvidingHopeVA.com. God bless you guys. See you at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more Live from America.